everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Ecom Elevated. I'm your host, Pete from Soapbox. We made this show for listeners like you and mine who are looking to grow, build, and succeed in the e-commerce industry. However, this landscape is consistently changing with new players, ideas, and business models being introduced daily, which at times can be a lot to manage. That's why we sit down with industry leaders to discuss their tips for success, reveal their secrets of the trade, and so much more, which you can use to elevate your business above the competition. Welcome, and I really hope you enjoy the show. Whether it's creating a recipe, writing a book, or starting a new hobby, the beginning of something new can always seem super daunting, and establishing a business is no exception. There's so many questions that need to be answered, like location, product R&D, manufacturing, and even financing. Where do you start? That's where our next guest comes in. He's a second-generation entrepreneur, and he's here to share his experience and the first steps he took when striking out on his own. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Atomic Logistics, Austin Krins. How are you doing today, Austin? Hey, Pete. First, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to our discussion. And Good. No, thank you so much for being on the show with us. I mean, you have so much knowledge to share with us. But before we get to that, I want to start talking about Atomic Logistics, right? What is it that you guys do? Yeah, so simply put, uh, we're a modern day 3PL. Uh, we've basically taken a, a differentiated approach uh, to how we handle logistics, specifically for uh, direct consumer e-commerce brands. And I'm sure we'll get into yeah. it uh, throughout the show. Um but yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, also, you know, you guys opened your doors, what, two years ago? Yeah, August of 2020. And how is it that you're helping brands grow? Like, what does Atomic Logistics do differently than everybody else? Yeah, uh, so for, first and foremost, uh, when uh, we started the company, our uh, main focus from day one was to uh, take the approach from an e-commerce brand lens. Um, and for me, I was working at an e-commerce brand, uh, prior to this, my family has a, a long history in the logistics industry. Um, but it was really focused around how do modern day brands, um, want to scale and want to grow. And so how that translates into operations in the warehouse and logistics and, uh, the greater supply chain is, um, balancing, um, two critical aspects, um, to logistics is the efficiency side, but then also the customer experience side. Um, so when we think through our model, uh, we think very personalized and, um, and flexible. And what that means is within our warehouse, uh, we set up, uh, micropods, which are mini warehouses. It's a warehouse in a warehouse concept. And what we do with that is we dedicate, um, sections of the warehouse, these pods, um, that vary in size from 500 square feet to a thousand square feet, um, to a single brand or a group of brand. And, um, with that, we have a dedicated uh, warehouse manager, pod manager, um, for our terminology, um, that is directly um, speaking and working with that brand. So they're handling the physical side, but they're also handling um, some customer service and um, communication. And, and we leverage Slack um, with all of our clients to, to handle that. And I can get deeper into the efficiency aspect and, and thinking about how many steps you're walking per day. Um, but that's really how we think around the concept of, of personalizing the operations tailored to these brands. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty different from a lot of the other three PLs that are out there, right? Usually you just get in a mess, influx of orders, they fill it out, pull whatever they can off the shelves, throw it in the box and send it to the customer, right? You're really personalizing it and saying, Hey, this is your 
you know, your success advisor, right? This is your manager. They manage just your portfolio or a small portfolio. And that's a big difference from, you know, what everybody's used to, to what we're used to now. And, you know, I think that's a big thing that you said before, your family comes from a long line of logistics and, you know, being that you're in logistics, no one really just wants to get into it because there's so much involved. And I can only imagine, you know, your father being an entrepreneur himself, uh, really did have some type of bearing or some type of influence in choosing your own career path. How do you think that really, you know, affected you when you were growing up? Tell us a little bit about, you know, what your childhood looks like when you were growing up. Yeah, uh, I, I really do uh, think that he helped mold my uh, career early, even before um, I realized it. Um, uh, looking at backwards uh, at, at kind of my early history, I never really imagined that, hey, logistics, that's the industry I want to be in. I'm not sure too many uh, uh, kids really do because it's not the sexiest <laughs> uh, industry out there. Uh, it's tech, it's e-commerce, it's it, it's those industries. And um, for me, I, I think it really started with the, the entrepreneurial aspect to it. And, and like I said, before I even uh, really realized it, and I was always attracted to um, starting little companies or starting little businesses, nothing at the, at the scale or success that we are with, with Atomics. But um, I think having that kind of creative mindset to starting your own thing and, and, and building it, whether it's um, my older brother and I were running lacrosse camps and, and consulting up and coming lacrosse players in Wisconsin, because lacrosse was a newer sport. We were fortunate um, to start playing in middle school. Um, and that kind of took our career or took our uh, early childhood out to the East Coast to attend boarding school. Um, then I ended up playing college as well. Um, but having growing up around that, um, like I said, before even realizing it, just um, being around it constantly um, really had a, a big impact of, of how we think through business today. And, and I think one of the, the biggest learnings that, that I've um, connected the, the dots, um, it's even in the, uh, the 3PL market that we're in, there's thousands of players. It's a highly fragmented industry. Um, it's the same um, in the last mile carrier um, industry, which is uh, what my father's company operates in. Um, and so what a really differentiator um, is throughout that is the, the relationship that you have with your partners, with your brands. It really goes a long way. And I think that's why we invest uh, so much um, into our customer experience, our customer success team, and and even took even took it into an operations type focus that not a lot of um, companies do that. And, and for us, it's as we're kind of creating this new type of operational role, uh, it's really interesting to to learn both from a, a manager perspective of uh, the ownership that they have over these brands and the relationship that they create with these brands, and then also vice versa of, of us. Um, we get gifts from our, uh, from our brands to our warehouse team, and we also send uh, things back and forth. So I, I think it's that kind of next level uh, of just thinking about things differently. And, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I learned through my dad's company is, um, again, there's a lot of other alternatives out there to his company, but he's been working with um, some companies for uh, 10, 15, 20 years. And it really foundationally comes back to, you like working with people um, that understand you, that are similar to you and, and, and that do a great job ultimately. And I, I think that's why they, they've been successful. Yeah, and fostering relationships with any company um, or partners is just really important, right? They, they really do reflect, you know, 3PL really does reflect 
you know, exactly what a business culture is like, right? You know, you guys work really closely together and make sure that that other business is going to flourish as well as your own, right? Obviously, if, you know, all these e-commerce brands are not able to to make the cut, then obviously your, your, your business is going to suffer as well. So making sure that those partnerships stay open, that communication stay open, you guys do a really good job about that. Um, in, in this industry compared to some of the other ones, you know, I've used uh, ShipStation in the past. I've used Shipping Easy and it's, and it's not very easy to get a contact with, with anybody when it comes to a warehouse operating, uh, you know, system, let alone a 3PL management <laughs> partnership. It's definitely hard to, to get in contact with them, but you guys are def- definitely doing things a little bit differently. Now, right. Growing up with your dad must. I'm a little jealous here because you have a wealth of knowledge behind you when you started off, you know, on your own and the amount of advice he's probably given you when you started looking into going out on your own, what piece of advice can you give other entrepreneurs when they're looking to start their journey? Yeah. Um, when, when I think about that, uh, we, we've had a early success here at, at a time, but, but by no means, uh, we're, we're at our pinnacle of success. We have a, we have a long ways um, to go. Um, but, but I often am, am talking with um, early stage brand founders or, um, or students um, at a local college here in Marquette that are interested in entrepreneurship yeah. or in, interested in supply chain. And uh, one thing that, that I always um, mention, because I feel like it, it, it's overlooked, is, is really around just getting started. And it almost sounds cliche, but I think um, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that holds us back from going off on our own or, or taking that, that leap of faith is, is, hey, I'm not prepared enough or I don't know enough or uh, I don't have enough money. And, and, and I think um, this is me simplifying it, but we, we often make, make excuses for that because at the end of the day, when, when you look, if that's truly what you want to do and you'll put everything into it, then, hey, you're going to find success. And and to be honest, success can come in a lot of different forms. I mean, even, even with failure, even if you went through an experience of, of a year of going off on your own and trying it, um, as long as you're staying curious and, and interested in, in listening to people and listening to your customers and, and really just gaining all of that knowledge of that experience, like that's a win in, in my books. Like, of course, we'll always read headlines of companies raising X amount of money or, uh, being this successful, but it's, it's all comes back to of, of, Hey, the amount that I've learned from, and that has changed my perception of how I was going to build this company over the last year and a half, two years now, um, has been dramatic and without, like, there's been so many things that I didn't know that I ended up learning throughout the process. And I think that's a really important piece to it is it's, it's, it's a process and it's, um, engulfing of, of both your personal life, the sacrifices that you have to make from friends or family or um, even a risk of a career. And I think at the end of the day, if you think through it and you talk to the right people um, and you get started, um, you'll find success. Like, is it going to be a picture perfect of that idea that you envisioned? Most likely not. It's, it's very um, few and far between. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, hey, if you put up a landing page, you, you're just out there talking to to customers, reaching out to people on LinkedIn, like, hey, are you having pain points with this? Are you interested in this? And, and I think often we're afraid to to put ourselves out there um, for the, a plethora of reasons. And and it certainly is scary. Um, I mean, I, I went through that experience, too. Um, 
as well. But, but I think if you, if you kind of wrap your head around, hey, especially in the early, if you don't put much, too much into it and um, meaning like capital and um, sacrificing a career in, in like the wrong way or something like you're not putting too much into it. Like just go out there and, and, and talk to people like people want to help. Like that's what I truly believe that principle. Um, cause I've experienced it with, uh, e-commerce brands in our industry that they might be working with a different part. They might uh, be uh, running their own warehouse. Uh, but I learn so much from them and they're so willing to help us. Like we've gone through different iterations of our software. They've provided feedback of, uh, even, Hey, we're not, uh, working with you guys, but we want to help you guys be successful because what we're using today isn't perfect. And, uh, if we can help you build that, then, um, that, that might be a win-win for the both yeah, of us. And I mean, the entrepreneurial marketplace is just like that, right? Everybody's trying to get ahead, but we don't, we don't get to get ahead unless we help others and others help us, right? We're all learning as we go. Everything's changing dramatically. And you touched on something that, that really hit home. The biggest issue we have is just getting started. And the biggest one is we're just in our own heads, right? We continue to second guess our own decisions just make, just make a choice and take that first step. It's the little steps they will all end up adding up to some type of success. And I want to, I want to again, reiterate what you said earlier. A failure is not a failure. It's only a failure. If you stop moving forward, right? You've got to learn from your mistakes and continue to push forward. The, the headlines that you see of these multi-billion dollar CEOs that, you know, that just happen to get in these marketplaces, those are the exceptions, right? It's the mom and dad shops that hustle every single day that, you know, sacrifice birthdays, that sacrifice, you know, um, vacations to make, make it work for them and their family. So thank you so much for like touching base on that. Cause that is, that's really, really important. But one thing I want to add, because, cause you brought up a, a good point, um, around the concept of getting started. The, the second piece to that is around making decisions and, and making them quickly. Um, there are very few decisions that you'll make at a company that are going to be a boom or bust decision. Um, most of the decisions um, that you make and that you think about, though oftentimes in a startup, it's, it's all about speed. And so the longer that you wait on these, these decisions, um, for the 100% perfect information to make it. Like the reality is, is you're going to have 80% um, confidence or 80% of the information that you need, but you have to make a decision because then at that point is, hey, that was either the right decision or that was half the right decision or wait, that was the wrong decision. We got to go back the other way. But the reality is, is being nimble as a startup, like there aren't going to be those decisions that completely uh, ruin you. But that's where I often see a lot of the hesitation with, hey, should we do this? Should we do that? It's, it's hey, think of what the most, Im most impactful decisions that you have to make or think about the, the, the largest bottlenecks at your company and alleviate yeah. those. And because and that's what I would say is, is we have like the most limited resource that we have as a startup is our time. And so the amount of time that we spend like at our company here in terms of, uh, in terms of prioritization in prioritizing, whether it's uh, a job task list for the day, uh, whether it's um, a new feature request, um, it's all about, hey, what are, what's the difference between this is a must have immediately versus is a nice to have versus, hey, this will be great to have in, in a few months from now. So I think that's really um, 
a, a great point to, to emphasize. And yeah. And, you know, are you able to share some of the issues you faced or you have faced in the past that you, you know, obviously had some type of issue with, or had to pivot after the fact? So what, what experiences have you had? Yeah. So, um, this actually would be a great example for, for what we just talked about. So when I was initially launching the company in August of 2020, um, Tech and developing our own software was going to be foundational to kind of the future of our company um, with how I, I thought through scaling. Um, I tried to get on my best friend who was lo- working at a, a local family business here. Um, he was a, a great mind. He worked in computer science at Carnegie Mellon and would be a perfect partner for, for me to have um, someone that I trust highly and, and someone that, that really understands the technical uh, building uh, fundamentals. But ultimately, I couldn't sell him. <laughs> Um, on it in the early stage. So, so here I am, I'm like, okay, um, technology and developing the software is very important, but I don't have too many other solutions. And so what I ultimately had to do in that early, early stage, um, was we licensed, um, WMS, uh, software, uh, which I, I know yes. you're familiar with, and that's not out of the norm in the 3PL industry at, at all. Um, if anything, that is the norm, um, to use, uh, a third-party software to, to run a warehouse in. Um, what ultimately we got from that and, and why it's actually was, uh, such a, when I think back to like those moments in time, it was like, wait, how am I going to do this? Um, and, and then think about the impact, but why it was so important is, is over the past year and a half, we've worked in, um, or utilize and leverage another WMS and throughout it, we've had a, a significant amount of pain points, um, with, uh, the flexibility with the customization that we needed for, for our warehouse that, that was going to be custom built for us. And by being very deep into using a software like that, I changed my perspective on how I would have built that from day one. Day one, I was like, Hey, I need X, Y, Z. And this is exactly like how it's going to work. Six months, 12 months later, it's like, Oh, wait, we have to build this feature before that one, because this is the more impactful one by actually being in the business, by actually uh, working with it. And um, I, again, that's where I get around my point of uh, making decisions quickly and just getting started. Um, because once you're, once you're all into it, if you have the mindset that, hey, nothing is going to set me back, like there, there's always, and, and I mean, extend this a little too far, but there's, there's always a way around it. Like if you have like enough kind of, uh, intuition or drive behind it, it's like, Hey, we can figure this out and let's make it happen. Um, and yeah, that's, that was a a really big learning, um, for me. And this shows what exactly entrepreneurs learn when it comes to owning their own business, right? Problem solving is number one. Uh, that's, that's the number one thing you do as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a business professional, the number one thing you do every single day is solving problems and being able to, you know, one rec- you know, recognize where the problem actually lies. And then to, to be conscious enough to know what to do to fix it is, is big, right? And that's what you've done. You've had the ability to, you know, reach out to others and get that advice from others, but also implementation in your own warehouse has allowed you to to learn and grow, right? We covered a lot of tips on, you know, what to do when getting started and how to effectively manage the decision-making process. Now for some advice that, you know, most of us entrepreneurs have heard in the past before, but we tend to struggle and keep in mind. 
And there's so much hard work and effort that goes into becoming successful that we always forget that we need to celebrate the wins, no matter how small, right? And that's something you told me earlier. And it's it's so important that you celebrate these wins because there are so many losses that everyone is is important. <laughs> what does celebrating a win mean to you? Yeah. So around the learning, uh, around the learning point before, that's something that uh, I've had to learn is, is celebrate the wins because I um, often feel that, hey, I'm always looking for what's next. Like if we just closed a few million dollar deal, it's like, all right, how do we uh, double a bigger one? Like how, how do we, what's that next thing? Like if we're going to a bare warehouse, where is that next warehouse? How are we going to bring on more clients? What are the next new, new hires that we have to make? Um, and something that's, it was really easy to do that in the early uh, stage because it was my, myself and friends and family. Um, so, and we quite literally had to, uh, continue to focus on that. Now with, um, building a team, we've scaled from two employees at the beginning of this year up to around 20, um, employees Congratulations. today. And I've really, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I, I've really realized the, the importance of no matter how small or big, um, the win is it, it has a dramatic effect on, on the culture of of the people um, within this organization with myself. It's not just myself and our family. It's, hey, we're, we're building a team. There's other uh, individuals' livelihoods that, that are uh, thinking on this. And we also just want to in, enjoy it. Um, so whether it is the successful day of getting all the orders out in time or um, a successful week of 100% attending or what, whatever that win might be, it really is important because uh, one, it's fun and enjoyable. No one, no one likes to just work at a, uh, at a place that is just like heads down working 24 seven, even though I probably would, uh, <laughs> enjoy that. I think that's just part, part of my nature and, and part some early career experience that I, that I have in the financial world, which is, um, a little different mindset to things. But in terms of a startup, uh, like I said, a, a lot of our team has taken sacrifices to, to help build this company. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's it just as fundamental. There's no other kind of way around it of just, Hey, celebrate those, ones. whether it is the really small, one, or whether it is your biggest deal, like, Hey, like enjoy it, enjoy the process. Cause it really is all about it, the journey that you're experiencing. With yeah. Else. And, and you touched on it again, you know, you're not the only one building this. A lot of people sacrifice in building a new, a new business or a new brand. Um, and it's really important to celebrate those people as well. And the great thing about celebrating a win, it's, it's a great way to get those people's buy-in again, right? We're not just pushing you every single day, work harder, you know, think smarter, be more efficient. But at the end of the day, saying that thank you is, is big and it motivates people to do more, right? I will work harder for my best friend that treats me well than some no-name boss that's ahead of me that's just telling me to push numbers, right? And that's, that's really the, the, the aspect of being an entrepreneur is building that family at first and then watching it grow as you get bigger. Thank, thank yeah. you again so much for being on the show. Do you do you have any final advice for any anyone out there that hasn't taken the leap or has taken the leap and just kind of stuck? Yeah. Right. So I, I would say there's there's one thing that uh, probably isn't isn't talked about enough in in entrepreneurship, in startups, and in, in building something. And um, what that is is it's it's around the the mental health. Um, aspect to it. And, and I was asked on a, on a previous uh, podcast about managing stress and, um, and how you're able to, to, to manage a, a lot of different um, things going on. And I think at the end of the day, uh, to a point you alliterated uh, before, um, 
too was was around um uh, you're not there's going to be more losses than wins and and i think it's really important to um to have a balance in your life and again something i was probably poor with in in the uh beginning journey it was hey this is 100 percent of my life this is the focus this is everything um it really comes down to a balance of making sure that that you're in the right mindset that you have um the proper nutrition or the proper kind of daily regimen that you go through um and to not fully sacrifice everything um just in hopes of of creating a successful company and and, and i think it's not talked about too often um because it is one of those those topics where it's it's hey i don't want to show i'm weak or i don't want to show um kind of vulnerability and so I, I think it's a really important thing that, that i try to keep in an open dialogue with our team here of of that we have conversations that aren't just all professional like it's about personal it's about their family it's like i i know most of our team's family like like pretty deeply and uh, when people need days off or um when people just just need to kind of take a step back and, and reset I, I think it's important to to understand the value to that because that in turn is in the best case and the best decision for a business as well it's like hey we're nothing more than a group of people coming together right now to try to create something that hasn't been created before. Um, and so it, it is, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's going to be tough. So there's a balance to, Hey, when do you put your head down, work through hard things, but w- when is kind of the limit on that where, Hey, you got to take a step back to take care of yourself. Cause that's how you take care yeah. of a business. And what an amazing thought. And thank you so much for, for ending the show with this, because, you know, Mental health is something that has been coming, been growing and growing on everybody's mind, especially with, you know, the isolation that everybody suffered these last couple of years and, and people struggling, people are struggling right now. And it's, it's awesome that, you know, take the time to talk to your teammates to make sure that they're doing okay. And there, there's nothing else out there that shows, uh, you know, that a company cares more than its leadership caring about its employees. And I thank you so much for bringing that up. And if there's anybody out there that is struggling with stress, that is struggling with mental health, please reach out to someone and talk to someone. We're, we're all here to help you. Thank you again so much, Austin, for being on the show and for all the advice you've given us. And I uh, hope to have you in, uh, again on the show in the future. Yeah, looking forward to it, Pete. And, and lastly, I'd add to that is, is again, it's it's not necessarily around me uh, creating this advice and and creating it from nothing. Like I I've been fortunate to to work with um, some really strong leaders, both in the prof- in my professional uh, career, but also the teams, the coaches, the athletic directors that invested a lot of time uh, into me. And, and I think for me, it's it's around soaking up as much knowledge you can from people that are a step ahead of you, or people that are at the playing field with you, or um, people that are. Uh, your superiors are in charge of you. Like it's, it's really around just soaking up that knowledge because, uh, they've, they've been through the journey that you're going through and they can often, um, at a minimum offer a, a listening ear, but, uh, give you a direction and, and, and through their experience, like that's, that's where I've learned everything, whether it's from working, uh, to, uh, uh, desk over at my dad's company when I, when I was first starting, um, and ha- having that impact on the business to going into my athletic director's office every day, uh, literally every day, um, in, uh, boarding school, um, just, just, to just to learn and, and, and obsess over, uh, what you're interested in and, and just know that there's a lot of information out there. I learn every single day that, wow, there's so much I don't know, but, uh, I'd soak in what you can and, 
um, you'll, you'll, you'll be uh, going in the right direction. Great words of advice. Definitely always have to be learning, right? If you're not learning, you're dead. So you might as well, might as well keep learning as much as you can and you know, help yourself be successful. Thank you again, Austin, and you have a great rest of your day. All right, Pete. Thank you very much. Thanks again for listening. We hope you'll use some of the insights provided on today's show to elevate your own business's success. As always, listen and subscribe to Ecom Elevated or follow our Soapbox social media for more amazing advice. I've been your host, Pete from Soapbox. Have a great week and we'll see you in the next episode of Ecom Elevated. Elevated.